Damn, son, where'd you find this? Buckle up, Buttercups. It's time to get down to business. It's the Totally Legitimate Business Podcast. Totally Legitimate. It's the Totally Legitimate Business Podcast. It's, we're back here. It's, it's me, James, and I'm joined here once again by my good friend, Benny Holmes. Benny, welcome back to the show. It's, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I need to thank you again for coming back on the show because I don't know if you know this or not, but your episode that we did about the Temple of Set is the highest viewed podcast wow. episode. Yeah. So... Also, also, uh, one. I think the one of the clips from that episode is also now the highest rated clip. So, oh my god! (laughs) You didn't even try. (laughs) Uh, That that feels accurate. Yeah, it's 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 suiting. Uh, anything because it's only 50 views. (laughs) I, I think I think the clip the clip has uh. Maybe a couple thousand, twelve hundred, maybe. I don't know. I have to. Well, I, have to I did here. make one of those bots to sort of spam it. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it really helps because uh, it, the views are hard to come by these days. But uh, <laughs> and downloads on Buzzsprout, I think, to your episode is the highest yeah. rated one. But uh, I, you know, I was just thinking about this when, even when you suggested this topic from for the show today. Since when are you into this shit? Oh my god! I've been reading about these like alien stories for a long time now. Like that is my chief use of Wikipedia. <laughs> and I, yeah, I it's something weird. I grew up with like Fox, you know, Alien Autopsy. Sorry, there's a cat right here. Meow. Oh, cat. Like the Alien Autopsy, you know, X Files. X Files for sure. All those. Stuff and I remember it scared the hell out of me. Like aliens are definitely like a top fear of mine, and so I've always been kind <laughs> of like fascinated and freaked out by these stories. And I, I love reading about the stuff. And I am um, I really don't know what to believe or what to think about anything beyond, you know the phenomena that happens a lot of it, which, you know, seems pretty legitimate and a lot of it, that's probably, you know, some assumptions or, you know, implanted misinterpretations even. and yeah, stuff like sure. that. Anyway, it's just really cool to fall down Wikipedia rabbit holes reading about this stuff. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally <laughs> preaching to the choir there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, it's just so funny. Cause I remember, I do remember like way back in the day when we were very young. Cause I probably started getting into this shit. I mean, really immediately with the internet. I, I, I don't yeah, think it exactly. was, I don't think it was, I can't even remember cause it was so long ago, but mm-hmm. I, 10 or 12 I was already getting the same kind of thing like scared right. by these stories I remember right. on LimeWire probably downloading that alien interrogation yes this is, this is D&I at the bottom that was like one of the old school I remember lore. that 
Yeah. Oh my god. That's and there's like another couple uh, alien autopsy videos. But they they all a lot of them look super fake. Honestly, the DNI yeah. one that one looked really good. It's yeah. like it's like not overstated. It's it's yeah. it's it's just as cut and dry as like an interrogation of an alien right. would be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you you always have to like with any of these stories, any of the things that we've read about, any rabbit hole we've gone down, you always have to be able to immediately flip that coin and say, "Well, this could all be bullshit." Yeah, you know, like none of none of none of this shit could be real, or maybe the context with which I'm interpreting it is completely incorrect. And I just, right. I'm missing a part of the story. So I don't understand the context of what this shit means, but yeah. um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the general interest in it has now reached fucking yeah. fever pitch as much as it could be. Yeah. Um, people are more willing and open to talk about this shit. And I got to tell you, I'm fucking happy <laughs> because it was really hard trying to explain this shit to people like 15 years ago. No one wanted to hear it. Right. Not, right. not in Nebraska, not in Tennessee. They just didn't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. Um, but you know, heavy documentation, speaking of heavy documentation, uh -huh. let's jump into this first thing. So this, the 1976 Tehran UFO incident is something yeah. that I had heard. I'd probably seen like a History Channel Ancient Aliens episode or something on it. Um, <laughs> but I haven't. Six is not ancient for everybody, but right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, um, that show is is great. It's great entertainment. Come on, it's great entertainment. Again, this could all be bullshit. Honestly, Ancient Aliens was the show where I was like, this might all be bullshit. Yeah. Right. This show, it, this show is making me think all of this is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, anyways, this one I'm not super familiar with, but um, this is interesting because didn't they also recently in like the past five years have another similar incident? I, I hadn't heard about that. I, I thought I was reading that somewhere. Anyways, go on. Let's let's talk about this. I've got the Wikipedia page pulled up. If you want okay. to share that, I what I remember about it was effectively that like they clock the these things on radar sent out scrambled some fighter jets which went and like saw this huge object which sent out another object and i feel like there may have been something where one of them got like a detected a radar lock or something like that mm. And it was basically flying around a power plant, a nuclear power plant. And it all sort of fizzled out. I can't remember like what happened that they just kind of, were kind of like, oh, okay, we'll back off. <laughs> or, like, I can't remember how it de-escalated, uh, which seems kind of oh, crazy. Oh, it says right here. They said, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay we'll come back and check on this later yeah uh but i know like one of the guys who actually may have been flying the jet or something became like general of the air force and was always wow. trying to go back like to bring this stuff up and, and i think what's interesting about it is besides the fact that it seems like there's all this um, you know, there's this evidence and sort of 
like pretty clear that they saw something, but also just the fact that it's looking at a nuclear power plant and it's Iran. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to jump to any more conclusions. So I'll let you do that part. Cause you're no, no, no. Listen, listen, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> what are you trying to say here? Yeah. Well, I, it's like, I think ages ago, back when, you know, 20 years ago, when we were sitting in the living room talking about Bob Lazar at Area 51, you know, it's like, it could just be all experimental aircraft. No, dude, absolutely. You know? and a- Absolutely. And so, like, something like that, where it has, like, Iran and a nuclear power plant, and it all kind of, like, gets swept aside it does just make you wonder if it's well, but I guess, more the, pressure, I guess. Well, look, and that's, that's also something that is now that portion of the conversation also has entered the, the lexicon. Like you can, it can openly be said, yes, these could all be terrestrial craft. This could be a major ploy. We're really easily fooled yeah. as people, especially right. by flashing lights and fancy yeah. shit. We've never <laughs> seen. So it absolutely could. What is interesting about this is uh, I wasn't familiar at all with the interacting with the nuclear plant, but that has happened all over the United States too. Hmm. There's been like major incidences. Apparently at some point in the eighties, a bunch of people came out around the same time in the seventies. There were military bases, nuclear silos all around the country, all around the world. Even Uh, some where they even captured video of this thing, like object just coming in, dismantling the warhead or like not dismantling it, but uh, decommissioning it, like making it unfireable and just piecing out. And the, the, the thread behind that. And again, that could be Russia. If we, if we have this technology, we can't necessarily rule out that other people don't have this technology. And if that's the war they're fighting, then that's the war they're going to start fighting. Uh, It won't necessarily need to be a bloody battle. You just go around as stealthy as possible in your yeah. super spacecraft and dismantle their arsenal. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I'm 100% with you there. It could actually be shit that we have very advanced exotic technology that we have, we have been able to understand for a while and we're using it in, you know, the most yeah. experimental ways possible. You know? Right. Right. Cause exactly. And that's also kind of like, that's kind of what you would do with that. Yep. If you think about it. Like if you why, had why that have technology, it? Yeah, why have it and not use you it? Wouldn't, you would almost want to keep other powers guessing. Like you wouldn't want to reveal it. If you had something that was way better, like if you suddenly had a much better aircraft, you would want to keep it secret, but also kind of... Um, use it to intimidate your enemies. And so there's that other element of even like the recent congressional hearings where like, and I'm sure people have talked about this before, but how much of this is almost like counterintelligence? Is this just 
dude, like straight out of the playbook. Weird it's straight back out of the office of the CIA. Just like let's keep running this alien story and see what happens. Just well, even because. even at the congressional hearings, the people that were the people that knew legit information had the clearances and had access to the information. They had to clear everything they said at that congressional meeting. Yeah, Somebody exactly. approved it. Somebody approved right. what was, you know, how that information was disclosed. Uh, right. It absolutely, it absolutely could be 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, honestly, this is like a, a great tie in. So I got down the rabbit hole of Area 51 and I stripped away all the nonsense and I said to myself, okay, this is obviously a real place. What do they do here? Right. And as years have gone by, it's acknowledged its existence was acknowledged and they were allowed to talk about some of the shit. They developed space planes, very advanced aeronautic shit. There's uh, a guy I talk about him a lot. His name's uh, Trevor Paglin. He had this, he made this book that's patches that are associated with classified and declassified aeronautics programs, satellites, planes from all these different, um, projects. The military makes a patch for every project. (laughs) I love how it's like still like the boy scouts. We were were talking about it before. It's fucking, it's so cheesy, dude. They make a patch for everything. And like, if you know how to interpret the symbols on that patch, you can learn a lot of information about what kind of program that was. And that's not a a mystic science. You can look up what the things mean and and learn to interpret the image that you're seeing and kind of like extrapolate what this project was, what its purpose was, and where it was centered. Uh Um, I wanted the real. What's the real? Yeah. Area Area 51 is real. Do they have UFOs? I don't fucking know. But that place is real. There's pictures of it. It is a thing. You can't go there. If I try and go there, they'll shoot me. Like that's <laughs> that's a place, all right? What do they do? They make they make planes. Uh-huh. I can't I can't pull up the list of planes that have been uh, uh, made there, but it's it's all sorts of shit. It's a big industry that is real. Yeah. Area fifty one is just one of many testing facilities we have. Yeah. Another one we have is called the Dugway Proving Ground. The Dugway Proving Ground. I'm pretty sure this one is. Uh, what do they, what do they call area 52? Um, yeah, this has got to be it. I mean, yeah. Are you saying that like, what is area 51 still? used for that stuff or do you think it's kind of a a red herring now dude it's it's shit still goes on there but it's not they declassified it right they they, they talk about it they talk like the sr-71 i think yep that that would be one probably u2 spy plane probably the nighthawk maybe the Mm f-117 the nighthawk um sure uh, there's another sick plane that I think they worked on there called the Bird of Prey. It's just they developed stealth technology there, stealth plane technology, yeah. and satellites, yeah. and now stealth drones, and all sorts of advanced applications of planes. That is yeah. real. That is that is what they do there. 
it has been proven that at least they do that. Yeah. The whole Bob Lazar thing, again, like, who knows to what yeah. scale that actually is, but it's for sure that. And I got really focused on that. And I got really focused on understanding what these companies were. Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, uh, 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 EGNG, like big, huge military defense contractors. And I realized the military spends a lot of money. And a lot of these companies get the contracts to do the things with this money. And they're major fucking things. And they're definitely doing something with yeah. all those billions and trillions of dollars. They're doing shit. And that's why I, I am super willing to uh, uh, entertain the idea that absolutely it's technology that we have and we're using it. And what better cover than a goofy fucking alien story? <laughs> yeah, right. And you say everyone that talks about it is a crazy, kooky conspiracy theorist yeah. and it discredits the whole thing. There was that guy, I don't know if you've come across this guy at all, Richard Doty. There's that uh -oh. doc documentary called Mirage Men. That's what his job was. His job was was psychological operations wow. against the UFO community. And this is genius. So, again, we have to assume that everything he's saying could be bullshit. Okay. Because this is his job. <laughs> right. Psychological operations. This is what he does. And they're very well trained. They understand... They understand how to make people think whatever the fuck they want. They've been yeah. doing it for a long time. So he said in the <laughs> 80s and 90s when the UFO Bob Lazar comes out, the UFO conversation started to like really bubble up in a way that it had never been uh, uh, on the, the public's tongue. And uh, uh, this guy, Richard Doty, again, works for the military, would meet with people in the alien ufo community and they would do like conventions it was like a thing yeah. it was yeah. like a crowd yeah. of people right mm -hmm. uh and he would give them real unidentified flying object videos and he would give them fake ones but he would tell them i'm i'm disclose i'm like you know disclosing these to you like whistleblower yeah. shit uh these are all real and what that would do is some of them would be real but then one of them or two of them would be fake and all he would have to say is, well, that, that the only thing that needs to come out is that one of them was faked and then exactly. it discredits all of them. And again, like how do you stop the conversation if you're constantly debunking, if you're giving them the shit and then constantly yeah. debunking the shit that you're giving them, you can just constantly make people look like fucking kooks, nut jobs and conspiracy right. theorists talking about little green men and shit. Um, now, like the biological portion, like all the people who've said they've seen some kind of biological entity, that that can also get weird because I've definitely read rabbit holes where it's like we have very advanced animatronics. It's just a robot. Huh. It's just a robot. Really? The ships are drones. You don't need a human to fly it. They ca yeah. A human cannot sit in that machine. Yeah. It, it, based on our understanding of physics, a human could not sit in that machine. Uh huh. So they have yeah, their organs would they they would get obliterated. Yeah. yeah. So, huh. uh, 
again, at least based on our current understanding of physics. Uh, uh, maybe they found a way around that, but I've also heard the argument. And again, I'm not, it's not saying it's true. It's just saying, yeah. oh, well, all right, well, we have drone planes. We have drone technology. <laughs> but right. Why what? Why not build some animatronics? Have you been to Disney World? <laughs> like the, That's an old fight. Chuck E. Cheese? Like, we've been doing that for a while, too. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got like a banjo. You know what I mean? Like, happy birthday or something. That's fucking hilarious. But, uh... <laughs> There's some of this, some of this shit is real. So when I went through the phase of like, I only want to focus on the real shit. Yeah. What I would look for is real shit. And the, the one topic where I seem to get the most real shit is bases underground. Okay. Or just like really large scale, um, mega operations like boring out a mountain and putting an entire military base in it with a blast door that can take a direct nuclear blast that's cheyenne mountain that's openly openly talked about they brag about it it can you know sustain hundreds of people they bore it out of a mountain so they're doing shit Mm-hmm. They're doing serious fucking shit. Right. Uh, they've got a lot of money, and they're spending some time doing it. Wait, is uh, this like the Dugway place you're talking about? Yeah, here. Let me. I'll, I'll pull this up. Dugway. Dugway. And the reason I want to talk about Dugway is is interesting. Dugway, proving ground. Um. Sorry, I just want to go back and look at your favorites there. Really. <laughs> No, sure. There's so much dumb. There's so much <laughs> stupid fucking. Uh, here we go. I want to open this. I just opened up their website, but it's you know propaganda as you'd expect. Um, what are they? I just want to make sure because I know there's. They call Area Fifty Two. I don't know if they call it the Doug. If that's the nickname for the Dugway Proving Ground, or if it's this other no i guess it's utah because dugway's in utah so this is let me see if they say it here um no this this is not it dugway's fucked uh because it is a biological and chemical weapons facility and there is some ufo shit here they even have it on the page right here following the public attention drawn to area 51 in the early 90s ufologists and concerned citizens have suggested that whatever covert operations may have been underway at that location if any were subsequently transferred to dpg right so this is they they do call this area 52 okay the the thing that i don't think we're gonna see on here or anywhere really is um oh no maybe it's tonopah or no that's area 51 my bad uh it might be dugway i i can't remember but either way dugway is interesting because it's a it's a military base but 
each of the major military contractors have like their own kind of quadrant. Yeah. And it's, they're huge. Like they, they the massive fucking hangar spaces. Yeah. And this is all above ground. Right. So there's no telling what might be beneath it. Right, right. Just when you look at what was built above ground, that's, yeah. it's a major operation. It could uh -huh. be way fucking bigger. Um, Doug Way, oh, look, Ian, Ian Brown. Quantum entanglement oh. in Alaska. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at. Perfect. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, they have these big hangars there, and they're, they can kind of do whatever they want, but it's a military base, but it's not because, like, all these defense contractors, like, the thing that uh, I've seen where people have tried to go there they're not met by military personnel. Yeah. They're met by like private security. It's it's a completely different right. it's like corporate military. It's right. crazy. Raytheon, Lockheed, Northrop. Um, hang on one second. This uh this is the book. Wow. I can tell you. I can That's tell a cool you book. But then you'd have to be destroyed by me. It's one of my favorite <laughs> tabletops. And it's just pictures of patches that are associated with classified or declassified <laughs> of projects. Of course you have that. Dude, book. look at That's... this one. Look at this one. Oh, come on. It's, it's, uh, I think that in Latin is to serve man. Or no, maybe. Classified. To serve man. Yeah. To serve, to serve man. Oh, That's the Twilight Zone episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's a real patch. Military made that. Crazy. So that's what I'm saying. I, that's real. Yeah. I, I, I can completely entertain the idea that mm -hmm. this is all some shit that we have. And what better cover is the kooky conspiracy nuts talking about aliens to make okay. the general okay. public not buy into it. I, I'm going to play the devil's advocate to my own thing about the sort of that one explanation is that there are obviously other UFO stuff. I'm going to keep using UFO instead of whatever they call it now. Yeah, we're keeping it old school. UAP. <laughs> UAP is what they call it now. Yeah. But there's like, I mean, there's crazy stories out there that really... The, there's no telling what was going on exactly, but people obviously saw something and it could be completely different phenomena than some of this other stuff. But it is just so fascinating that there's something that defies explanation, uh, like any sort of simple, straightforward explanation in these ways and is so rare in the particular way that it is. Um, it just kind of fascinating me and, you know, makes, gives me goosebumps. And I don't really have any other logical explanation for why I'm interested <laughs> it's in It's a that. good story. Well, it's like, it's like, a okay, good story. It's a good story. And it's like the Rendlesham forest incident. Dude. That's another yeah. really good story. It's a really good story, and there's no good, you know, sort of military explanation of it. I think yeah. there may have been an air base up there, but it's just, you know, it's like a guy driving by, saw something obviously very strange, 
seems pretty legitimate that he saw this. I think there is even maybe some physical evidence. Didn't, and didn't he like take notes too? Yeah. He was yeah, like drawing he what he saw. Right. Crap. Yeah. yeah. And the like police investigated and there's some, you know, weird stuff with that. Um, but there's no obvious explanation that it would be any sort of experimental aircraft. Um, and definitely, you know, not Venus or uh, weather balloon or anything like that. Yeah. 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 It's like acorn shaped craft, um, which obviously didn't really know what an acorn looked like. Not at all. Yeah. It's not <laughs> yeah. what an acorn looks like. Asshole. But there's stuff like that. There's other stories like that out there, which, yeah, it really slip between those cracks and i feel like on the one hand they're not all related they're not all the same um but there's got to be something out there that we're not we're missing something with it. yes benny we are yeah. we're, we're missing something because there's literally an entire world that this <laughs> goes on this is what i was trying to explain before about that military corporation vibe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this, the real industry here is that all the shit going on on the surface, all the stuff you and I do means nothing. It's <laughs> yeah. worthless. It doesn't mean anything. It's yeah, I knew that. Fuel, it's only to cool. fuel this world that's operating underneath us. And if we're entertaining any of these these ideas seriously, we're entertaining the idea that our government has discovered limitless mind-bending energy <laughs> and they're deliberately hiding it from us like think about think about that we've developed craft what what's that you gotta you gotta follow up what do you mean by that well if, if, like if iron man if dude be, or beyond that like if we're assuming they've made these craft that can do this crazy shit yeah. Dude, they're they're breaking the rules of physics. They had to have figured out something new. And if they figured out something new that's that that could be that beneficial to life on this planet mm -hmm. and they keep it from us, that's we're paying for it. We're paying for this, dude. Yeah. And and all of this is that's why I just when I look at our layer of reality, it's a joke. It's a joke. The whole, the real shit, the real money, the real money gets spent in that world. And we don't know about it. We're not allowed to know about it. We'll never know about it. Yeah. Like we will never know the, the true scope of any of this shit. But I will agree with you that I don't think it's just one thing. Right. And I, if, again, like we said before, if we open up the possibility that we have this, then we have to at least entertain the possibility that we're not the only ones. We're also maybe not if we're if we're now able to traverse the universe we have to assume that maybe other things have made contact with us yeah if we now know how to travel out there you think we're not going to travel out there no of course <laughs> one of the one of the guys that came forward on the Stephen Creer press conference recently said he was out in Alaska and he saw a bunch of crazy shit but the craziest thing that he proposed was that out in Alaska or in Antarctica, excuse me. He was out at the the base in Antarctica. He learned that we have a space program that's like space fleet level. We have fleets of spaceships 
Okay. That's, again, that's that's just some like this guy ships? that he heard. Like, yeah, like like battleship destroyers in the water, but the equivalent for space. Huh. For yeah. what purpose would that be? There's a whole world yeah. going on that we yeah. don't know about, and they're pumping billions of dollars into it. Like, this is what I'm saying. Just the shit that I looked up that's real. Yeah. It's it's it outdoes this layer that we occupy in so many different ways. You know why we don't have better schools? I'll tell you why. <laughs> because they're building really advanced facilities that we're not allowed in. You want to know why our roads suck? Yeah, because they're using all the good <laughs> all the good asphalt. They're using it in the in the fucking <laughs> In the bunkers that we're not allowed in. Space roads. Okay? That's, that's, yeah, they're building yeah. space roads. Yeah, you know why your pothole won't be fixed? Because <laughs> got to prioritize here. The plebes, <laughs> on the, the plebes on the surface can can fucking starve. We don't give a I mean, fuck. I'm, I'm naturally just skeptical of a lot of that. But at the same time, like we were talking before we started, when you do look at even the stuff that is completely out there when you look at some of the stuff that like the cia and high-level government have done it is remarkably childish (laughs) and again like this this is this is why i went through that period where i wanted to know the real shit right because i wanted to know the real shit and what's funny is the more real shit i learned the more I found it difficult to convince people that it was real. Yeah. Like I remember when I first learned about MK ultra and I was like, you know, the CIA was just dosing people all throughout the sixties and seventies. And they're like, no, that's not real. Yeah. And I'd have to be like, no, it, it really was real. There was <laughs> really? like yeah. congressional hearings about it. It was, it's a real thing. No, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's fucking hilarious. All I mean to say is this shit is far bigger in scale than anyone is willing to enter to like realistically entertain. Think about it. Okay. Billions of dollars. There's billions of dollars our government doesn't account for every year. Right. They spend it somewhere. And uh, it, when you look at all the known petty shit, the yeah. FBI, CIA, NSA, the executive, judicial, uh, 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 legislative. W- when you look at all the petty shit that they have done and still do, none of this shit is too far out of reach. If they had that shit, of course they wouldn't give it to us. If yeah. if they had a, if they had a fucking way to to make us actually enjoy our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone on this planet have enough food to eat they don't want that though they they want less people eating food and yeah. breathing air they want less people doing that <laughs> but okay so you you said you said you find it hard to believe well benny you're in luck okay because i took notes on quite possibly my most favorite story of alien lore and it's the story of philip schneider now I'll try and be, be as abridged as I can about this. No, but just that. just for your context, this is the story that it stems from. It's called the Dulcie Base Incident. Okay. 
Okay, and this in in conspiracy lore is pretty legendary. Phil Schneider was a guy who just like kind of plops onto the scene, the alien conspiracy scene in the 90s. And he gives a couple really good lecture tours. A lot of it is videotaped, but he dies of very mysterious circumstances a, a little while later. Okay. And the interesting thing about his story is just like in some of my other favorite cases, no one has really offered a good explanation to debunk it. And this story has been around for a long time. And as, All even, right, as even as I have known about it, some of the shit that he was talking about eventually becomes known information and it confirmed what he was saying in the early 90s. But uh, I can't remember if this is in my notes, but just for context here, the Dulcie base is a subject of a conspiracy theory claiming that a jointly operated human and alien underground facility exists under Archuleta Mesa on the Colorado, New Mexico border near the town of Dulcie, New Mexico in the United States. Claims of an alien activity, claims of alien activity there first arose from Albuquerque businessman, Paul Benowitz. Um, uh, oh my God. There was another good point I wanted to make too about this. Um, I'll just. Uh, God, it was such a good point. It was such a good point. Uh, I'll come back. Oh, are you talking about Hillary Swank's husband, Philip Schneider? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, Philip Schneider, Hillary Swank's husband. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember this guy at all. The Dulcie War. Wow. Yeah, but that's that's it's a legendary story. That's where this is kind of like coming from. Uh and fucking this guy Phil Schneider says he's here. So let me I'm going to look up Phil Schneider here real quick. We can get this out, man. Huh? And we can we can just yeah, find your notes. I've uh I, yeah I've got him pulled up over here. This is Phil Schneider, this guy right here. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, I'll also we'll go to YouTube. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Um, son of a bitch, this is one of his lectures. He um. Well, I'll just hit the notes. I, I took good notes. So, basically, Phil Schneider stands for a couple things. He wanted to expose extravagant military spending and secrecy, including dumbs and the black budget. Okay. He wanted to redeem the honor of friends who died under mysterious circumstances after being a part of these projects. He wanted to empower the public with the knowledge in hopes they would use it as fuel to advance disclosure. And he wanted to vindicate friends whose deaths had been ruled suicides, but Phil believed them to be murder. Wow. Um, he spent 17 years in black budget programs specializing in the creation of deep underground military bases as a geologist, structural engineer for aerospace applications, and was a self-taught metallurgist. This is real. 
he has fucking okay. the, the proof to back that that portion of it up. He had that yeah. bona fides. He had those certifications to be doing that kind of work. Most famously known for his claims that he was involved in the construction of an underground facility for Los Alamos National Labs in Dulce, New Mexico, near the southwest portion of the Archuleta Mesa. It was also here that he claims he and others engaged in a battle with tall gray aliens they encountered during the construction of the facility. So the first thing when I got to the story, the first thing I thought was bullshit. We're building yeah. fucking bunkers underground. What is this? Bullshit. Then I learned about Cheyenne Mountain Facility. Then I learned about the underground military, the underground... Uh, it was basically continuity of government, so it wasn't strictly military, but it was... They built it under a hotel. It was a nuclear bunker. They built under an active hotel. Nobody knew it was there until they declassified it in, you know, the 20s, 2010s, maybe? Uh -huh. 2000s. Um, I also watched this great movie. It was an Army Corps of Engineers video where they're in the 60s building a nuclear-powered bunker in a glacier. Okay, this is real. We can do this shit. We can. We, wow. in fact, we'll get into this later. A couple of the Nazis that we took in Operation Paperclip were the structural engineers who pioneered the bunker campaign that the Nazis went on, building bunkers. Some of which we still have yet to discover all over the world. Real shit, not fake. Yeah. Absolutely real. Confirmed by history. Real. Yeah, so we know so, there's military bases underground. And we, we know, know this guy was probably involved with that. And we know we know <laughs> that massive underground facilities like this can be constructed. Yeah. There is evidence to suggest we have done it in the past, like Cheyenne Mountain, the FEMA mm -hmm. underground FEMA facility site R, I think is what they call it, Ravenclaw. Um there's a ton of these things. And the those are all the ones that are disclosed. Like if some shit goes down to continue the government, we move them here. It's it's yeah. a part of the plan openly talked about. But they ain't the only ones we got. Anyways, so DUMS. Uh, DUMS, uh, DUM, is an underground military facility capable of housing hundreds of people, storing large equipment, hazardous materials, or advanced technology in laboratories. They're most commonly used to keep research in certain property secret. One of the most highly secure methods to concealment, obviously. Often built with multiple levels for compartmentalization and most commonly built inside of and contained under rock formations, mountains, mesas, hills, and plateaus. During the course of this alleged firefight in Dulcie, he sustained major injuries to his hand and chest, of which he readily displayed from what he claimed was a blue light energy weapon akin to being electrocuted. He was actually missing a couple of his fingers, and he has like this crazy scar. Now, anyone who does large-scale construction projects, that could have been a construction accident just as easily but yeah. he does have like some hmm. hardcore health issues from these injuries that it was on full display um uh very clear on his patriotism he frequently cited it as his reason for disclosing to him the great crime of hiding this knowledge and tech from the public was comparable to treason so that that was really his motivator for in like a true patriotic sense he's like this is technology that we should have the people should have access to we should okay. not be squirreling this away and keeping it completely secret 
Dulce Base. In conspiracy lore, there has always been an interest in Dulce, New Mexico, but recently, and because of Phil Schneider's story, it has become widely accepted that not only is this a, an ancient alien sighting hotspot, but the aliens uh, had been occupying the interior of the Mesa for a, at least 500 years. It sits on an Apache reservation, which confirms uh, and reiterates the local lore of the Mesa being an alien UFO hotspot. So by that, I mean the Apache Indians who have been there forever have always said there's something supernatural about this place. There are known beings of light crafts, like goes back a long time. This has got a real long history. Uh, aside from this story that Phil Schneider's talking about. Okay. Um, Right before Phil Schneider's mysterious death, he began making the lecture circuit, telling his story, and many of those videotape lectures uh, are all that remain of his claims, most of which uh, took place at various times during 1995. Uh, there's another side note here, but I'll, I'll come back to it. Remind me to tell you about Valiant Thor. Valiant Thor? Valiant Thor. Uh Oh, okay. Phil was also very vocal about the number, a number of his friends who had been murdered by suicide. Phil claimed 22 of his friends met this fate, eight of which were ruled as suicides uh, under suspicious circumstances. In fact, the reason he began giving lectures was due to a close friend's suicide. Ron Rummel, former Air Force officer and Silver Star recipient, was found dead in a park in Portland on August 6, 1993. And although the gun was found nearby, there was no investigation and it was ruled a suicide. Ron Rubble and Phil Schneider had been publishing a magazine called The Alien Digest, and the pair also frequently videotaped UAPs near supposed dumbs, just like how Bob Lazar was filming test sites from Area 51 and S4 testing grounds. Uh, Phil Schneider was also very vocal about the attempts on his life. He mentions it in just about every single lecture. Uh, he said there were many. Anyways, his death. On January 17, 1996, Phil was found dead in his apartment. His cause of death was initially documented as unknown, but upon his body's arrival at the funeral home, it was discovered that he had been strangled with his own catheter hose. And, Phil's, it, and you can look up the pictures. It's, he wasn't strangled. It was like tied around his neck. And oh he, like, his God. hands were tied up. It's strange. In Phil's apartment, they found seven medications and an autopsy ruled his death a suicide. However, none of the medications are found in his stomach and blood and urine analysis are put on a three-month hold only to be reported as lost when his ex-wife calls after the hold time passes. In the Oregonian newspaper, a statement is given about Phil's death citing it as a stroke. None of Phil's family or friends submitted that obituary. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, where, where's this? Pretty creepy, James. It, it's pretty creepy. It, it, <laughs> it gets, it gets real strange here. We're almost to the juicy, juicy. Murder by suicide is not a new concept, nor was it at the time. The tactic of killing people and making it look like suicide had been, uh, SOP for intelligence agencies dating back as far as the beginning of their existence. A notable case would be a Frank Olson, a CIA scientist who was given LSD to see if he would adhere to his secrecy oaths. Then when his superiors determined he wasn't reliable, they threw him out of the 10th floor window from the Pennsylvania Hotel located directly across the street from Madison Square Garden, if you didn't know that. 
The CIA claimed it was a suicide. Only later was it discovered that not only was he murdered, but the CIA even had a manual for making a death look like a suicide. One of the (laughs) options of which was throwing someone out of a window. The revelations of this occurred from the leak of the family jewels, which was a dossier of classified CIA documentation, linking them to dozens of illegal activities, including assassinations. Real shit. This is not shit that was made up this is actually there were congressional hearings about this shit like this there's a ton of history and in one generation we've been made completely ignorant to it all this shit i had to read on my own <laughs> i didn't learn any of this shit in school dude you to buy a book I, about patches yeah, it was it was so brutal i hate reading uh the lore of the dulce base goes way back beyond phil's claims and the area has even had a massive cattle mutilation issue dating back to the 70s where cows would be found cut up with surgical precision, having their sensitive organs removed and being completely devoid of blood. It is for this reason it's worth noting that Phil could have easily just heard those stories and concocted a story of his own. But that the cattle mutilations, that's a whole... I don't know if you've dug yeah. down that at all. That's deep. Dulcie Bass is all over that. Phil grew up in a naval armed forces family as his father, Oscar Schneider, worked for the U.S. Navy and was deployed all over the world with Phil in tow. This is where it gets weird. Phil's father, Oscar, was a Nazi U-boat captain in Hitler's Navy who was captured by the French during the war and turned over to the U.S. Third Army and then to the Navy. Oscar was a master machinist and MD as a part of the aerospace medicine group of the U.S. Navy. The aerospace and uh, subnautic research kind of go hand in hand. There's a lot of similarities between like pressurizing and acclimating your body to the different pressures and the technology required to keep humans in a safe airspace, airtight space. Uh, uh, but anyways, I'll continue on. Huh. Um, he was instrumental in building the USS Nautilus and the USS Enterprise, the first nuclear submarine and carrier. Uh, from the U.S. again, and was also involved in many other black projects. He was also famously involved in the nuclear tests at Bikini Atoll, from which he had aerial photographs of UAPs in the sky above the destination, the detonation site. That was a thing that Phil Schneider would reveal at these lectures, was the files that he got from his dad, like his dad's personal files, and they're UFOs at the Bikini Atoll. It was a famous nuclear test. We like destroyed this yeah. uh, uh, whole area. Anyways, Phil began his speaking tour shortly after the death of his father in 94 and to prove his claims, traveled with and displayed many pieces of evidence from his father's records, proving their validity. In particular, there were four documents taken from Oscar's records from the 50s, where Oscar is seen corresponding with numerous other top officials on the Philadelphia experiment, and some believe are the smoking gun proof that the experiment actually took place. The letters go on to detail an autopsy of some of the subjects of the experiments, how survivors should undergo psychological testing, and one written to Edward Condon, who is a notable UFO debunker, Uh, in which Oscar informs him that a few patients from the experiment had escaped his custody and the incident needed to be classified 1A prime directive. In the last letter, there's even a reference of Tesla's spatial analyzer, which was a device that was credited to Tesla and always thought to be a component of the Philadelphia experiment. 
Uh, funny note about Tesla, when he died, he was living in the New Yorker Hotel, which is right across the street from the hotel that they threw that guy out of. Um, and uh, when he died, he had a bunch of trunks there. And Donald Trump's uncle worked for the FBI or the Department of Energy or something, and he assumed responsibility for all of Tesla's belongings the day that he died. Who Donald Trump's uncle? Is that what you John said? John Trump. Donald John Trump. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'll keep oh. rolling here. We're 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 almost to the to the uh, kind of almost to the end here. But um, Phil's ex-wife Cynthia still has a lot of work. Still has a lot of his work and documentation, including social security records under an incorrect social security number, which his <laughs> ex-wife believed to be SOP and black ops to hide individuals' involvements. However, under that social security number, it can be proved that Phil worked for the Office of Naval Intelligence and Morrison yeah. Knudsen. Morrison Knudsen is a huge contractor, huge, big time, like rebuilding cities, Halliburton. Wow. Morrison Knudsen is like major as a contractor on a number of projects domestically and overseas, all of which were classified. That's prov provable, verified. He did those okay. things. By the early 80s, he was applying for Social Security. Uh, at some point, he had sustained injuries that completely impeded his ability to work and uh, affected his memory. Shortly after they met, Cynthia gets him into better medical care, removing him from the previous medications he had been on from the VA or some, like, the Government Attachment Association, uh, and his health rebounded, and so did his memory. In fact, one medication that he was taking to prevent seizures actually turned out to be the cause of his seizures. Oh. That was that after he got injured, the military <laughs> gave him medicine and it was like slowly driving him crazy and killing him anyways uh his ex-wife helps him get better and then he starts to become a little more lucid and remember this shit it's also worth noting that on his high school report card is documented that his iq at the time was 163 and before his medical issues sustained uh suspended him from work he could speak 11 languages wow. smart dude um the idea that there are alien bases underground isn't too crazy, especially when considering the myths or lore of humans uh, from humans, culture, human, well, human cultures dating back thousands of years. Many different interpretations of it, the inside Earth um, existed. However, none proved their existence. Merely that Phil wasn't the first to think up that idea. Yeah. Notably, the Tibetan tradition that states quite explicitly about beings living underground of different races and not from this planet or other worlds. Um, the one interesting thread tying these ideas together is the similarities and connections between the Nazis and the Tibetan Hollower theory. In particular, the Thule Society, a predecessor occult society from uh, which the Nazis drew a lot of their own ideology and mythical Aryan origin from including the Tibetan hollow earth theory of which the Thule society subscribed to. I don't know if you know anything about the Thule society, but that's another very strange yeah. subtopic of the Nazis there. It's uh, <laughs> that and the real society. Anyways, the Nazis were prolific underground tunnelers. In fact, we still occasionally find Nazi bunk Nazi bunkers all over the world, including South America and Europe. They had an organization called the tote organization named after Fritz Tote, a German civil engineer and the father of the Autobahn system. Mm -hmm. 
During World War II, Hitler asked Tote to lend his expertise to the Nazi military, which he did. However, he died in a plane crash in 1942. One of his deputies, Zaver Dorsch, assumed control after his death. And he is one of the specific names mentioned in the existing project Operation Paperclip paper, paperwork. We took that guy. We okay. took the guy who was in charge of major infrastructure projects for the Nazis. Do you think we didn't put him to use? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, to work on the US under, U.S.'s underground construction program. At that time, it would be safe to assume that Zavar Dorsch was the global authority on underground base construction. Wow. No argument there. Since at least the 1950s, civil engineering has been capable of sinking a major shaft one to two miles down, then span out from the bottom, uh, span out from the bottom to act as an anchoring for tall complexes or to mine. Large boring drills, like huge versions of oil bores, grind and remove material from the shaft. Though Phil claimed that he worked the, that the work he was a part of was done with sophisticated lasers that melted the rock creating a flow of magma out in a channel below the laser and leaving the walls with a shiny finished appearance. There's also a device called a subterranean, which is a nuclear-powered boring drill, the research and patents of which were performed and filed by Los Alamos National Labs. Real <laughs> shit. You can look those up. They are 100% real. It's not to say they ever got built, but they filed patents for them, and we we have the technology. We had it then. Yeah. But wouldn't um, we see the material they would have to remove? He, not if they are re creating a river of magma. Like, yeah. think about it. It's they're not cool. grinding. They're not grinding. <laughs> they're they're melting it. Yeah. And as as they melt it, they're literally curing the inside of the tunnel. As they're boring it, the tunnel is complete. And we even some of the drill bores that we have now, it's basically done. After the bore makes it all the way through, that thing is ready to put down track or lay asphalt yeah. or it's it's a tunnel. Huh. So I don't again, know enough how that works. This like. this it's it's real dude, the boring company. Yeah. Tesla's boring company. They built the underground hyperloop in Las Vegas with massive bores that just bored a fucking hole that they put yeah. a track on. It, this shit isn't exotic. Right, this is yeah. like pretty plain and simple. Um, it's just, especially then, but even now, it's so advanced they don't want to talk about it. Anyways, Cheyenne mm -hmm. Mountain, Raven Rock, Side R, Area 51, Andrews Air Force Base, the Pentagon, the Large Hadron Collider, the Marginot Line in France, the FEMA Mount Weather Facility, Fort Meade, um, in, at Fort Meade, the NSA has acres of server rooms underground for possibly 20 levels. That's, that's what they think. Los Alamos National Labs, Camp David, pre-First uh, Iraq War, Bechtel, a civil engineering firm built multiple sophisticated underground facilities in Saudi Arabia. In fact, Storman Norman, who is in charge of the operation, spent most of the war underground commanding the troops. Yeah. It is also known that the Chinese have constructed 3,000 miles of underground tunnels to house their nuclear arsenal, and so does Iran. Most weapon creation and storage occurs underground. During the Cold War, there were an untold number of underground missile facilities scattered across the U.S., many of which can now be purchased since their decommission. I've looked them up. There's a bunch in Nebraska, and they're kind of cheap. <laughs> 
Really? For a whole for a whole decommissioned missile silo, a couple hundred thousand dollars ain't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um I I you know you played I'm pretty cool not a, game like how do you go seek in there or something? Not opposed to it, dude. Uh, known military industrial engineering firms associated with black projects are Morrison Knudsen, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, BAE Systems, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, General Dynamics, Parsons, Brickenhoff, Kewitt, McDonnell Douglas, Black and uh, Vat, Vetch, Black and Vetch, Army Corps of Engineers, U.S. Navy CBs who are known for underground and undersea construction, uh, and then Robbins who manufactures large-scale boring systems. At the time of his lectures, Phil claimed that 28% of the GDP was being spent on dumbs. And again, like, look at what our government spends the money on. It's military. 20%? 28% of the GDP was being spent on deep underground military bases. The actual amount is impossible to determine, though, as these projects would surely fall under the purview of the black budget, uh, the portion of the defense budget spent on classified programs, the details of which are never... disclosed to the public Mm -hmm. it's only in in very uh top you know secretive environments um it is also worth noting that of all of these wild claims uh no one refuted him no one debunked him uh and of the wild claims and theories that are eviscerated on the internet his story stands alone um really kind of because of his bona fides Hmm. like he was he was who he said he is he had he had proof to say he worked there. Like Bob Lazar didn't have the proof. This guy had literally had pay stubs and dude, his, his father's records, like the shit that he took on his lecture tour, like real His dad was that person. Right. You know, I, for me, like this is another one where I don't give a fuck if half of this story is true. The 10% of it that is verifiably true is a fucking sick story. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. even if we, even if we say he didn't get attacked by aliens, just like his <laughs> yeah. dad's, his dad's origin. Well, let's not get carried away here, James. But you know, like what this could also be is he got injured in an accident doing this yeah. work and his brain constructed the trauma response of, I was attacked by aliens. Right. You know, like, the portion of him being involved in projects like these totally provable. Yeah. But where it gets to like, uh, did he get attacked by aliens? Yeah. I don't know, but this is real shit. And, and again, the, Oh, Valiant Thor before, yeah, before Valiant we totally Thor. close out. I completely so agree. one of the things, one of the things that his dad tells him before he dies is that he worked with an individual at the Pentagon who was a known Martian who is said to be, you know, a hundred or something years old, multiple hundreds years old, and his name was Valiant Thor. Uh, there's a, sto- a movie or a book called Stranger at the Pentagon that's about Valiant Thor. Um, but he was a Martian who had been associated with many of the government's most nefarious operations, including the Philadelphia Experiment, including the Philadelphia Experiment. Phil's father worked with Valiant Thor on projects, including the Philadelphia experiment and had pics of himself with that guy, Valiant Thor. Um, and that was the only note there. That's somebody who you should fucking Google. Cause it's hilarious. Valiant Thor. I think a metal band named their band Valiant Thor. 
Okay. But okay. again, you know, go ahead. Well, I mean, let's, let's like give this all the benefit of the doubt. Where are the other countries aliens? Like, how come this is all seems to be so American? You know, if it's, it was, if there was aliens living underground all over the world, why, you know, they don't, wouldn't all be making bunkers and have the CIA and all this stuff. I mean, where is that? Well, I, I mean, I, you will find across the globe, dating back to the beginning of recorded human history, people saying some shit about there being a hollow underworld, okay. reptilians underground. This is all. This is like lore, lore shit. Not okay. even UFO lore. Uh, and to be completely uh, 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 honest with you, I think the world, the rest of the world, is probably more open to the idea. Like every other country, long ago, disclosed to their people that they, their government was monitoring unidentified objects in the sky. Yeah, that's South America, Mexico, all over Europe. Like America's kind of the one that's had the problem. We're we're the one. Our government is the one that hasn't been like, yeah, we're monitoring this shit until very recently. Until so many other countries said it that America had to (laughs) say something because people in America were like, what the fuck? These countries are taking it seriously. Why? But that to me also feeds the fuel that's because they're doing it. Right. That's why they don't want to talk about it at all is because they're fucking doing it. They don't want to even have to pretend like they're they're monitoring themselves, which they wouldn't be doing. (laughs) Oh, you guys got caught again? (laughs) Huh. But dude, Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed, those are real fucking places. Skunk Works, real shit. Actual things, tangible things have been built. The money's going somewhere. The money's going somewhere. It's like what you said. I mean, even if you drop the alien stuff, just the amount of undisclosed money that's being dropped, that's being like poured into stuff like building animatronic aliens <laughs> <laughs> to scare people. Yep. It's pretty obscene. It is. And I. I you know, the level to which that's going, we won't know for 50, 100 years or never. Ever, yeah. You know. But it's pretty messed up. It is. Uh, and it, it's it likely, is. you know, there's at least, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, well, it, it really, it's every, all of this shit, Benny, it's gotten so obnoxious that even... The even the least obnoxious seems the answer seems too obnoxious. Yeah. Like it's funny that people are probably more willing to entertain the idea all of this shit is from extra ter- terrestrial <laughs> and you and I talking about the idea that it might be the government, that's what pisses people off now. You know what I mean? Like right. back then they didn't want to accept that humans yeah. weren't the special golden childs that we once thought we were. And now it's like, how dare you say the aliens aren't real? How say, how dare you say the aliens aren't the reason that yeah. everybody's seeing this shit? I don't know. It's just funny how that turned around. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's like that. 
I was actually talking to Mike, our buddy Mike Moshman, uh, and who was on your show about yeah, this. He was talking about how all this stuff is going on, all those congressional hearings, and people on the internet are like, well, so what? Like, we don't really care if there's aliens, you know, we still have gonna pay my bills to work tomorrow. <laughs> and exactly. <we> <laughs> Gas is still three fifty a gallon and all. <laughs> yeah, you're you're lucky out there, buddy. I I think it yeah, there is that element of yeah. It would be really cool and fun if aliens were real. Like there's that element of I think probably people in the government dealing with this or making it up or whatever. And also people in the like UFO lower community where, you know, regardless of the truth, it's something you kind of want to believe in, or at least as a compelling story that kind of, you know, you want, it pulls you in and makes you want to know more. But when, yeah sort of what it means if it were to be true or anything that is harder to tell like it's almost the yeah the sort of mysterious aspect of it um is the best part i guess well yeah and honestly i feel like if we ever find out the truth it's gonna suck like the, the, the mystery of not knowing leaves yeah. the 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 interpretations in the factors of like limitless right yeah as soon as we know the real explanation for it yeah it immediately loses a lot of the appeal right there right. and then honestly when we find out if we ever found out the truth <clears throat> it would probably be so stupid <laughs> and petty and yeah. childish like oh we're doing all this to to mine all the helium out of the ionic <laughs> yeah. we wanted to make a really bright neon sign i mean it's exactly cool. like, thanks you super it, government it's exactly like the original roswell story where they found this thing and it was really weird and there was a lot of stuff going on and one thing led to another and the story got out that it was a space alien. It was like alien spaceship whose material never seen before. And the government was like, shit, this is our top secret weather balloon thing that we're going to beat the Russians with. Uh, it was an alien. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Run with it. Exactly. Yeah. Let's like, tell them that it was an alien. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, to some extent, probably so that's kind of thing is still going on, but yeah, that real story that it was just a weather balloon with some cameras on it or something. Lame. That story's <laughs> fucking lame. I want a cool story. And and that's this this is another part about all this shit. I love a story. Yeah. I love a right. good story. Even if that story it, it ultimately has a stupid punchline to it. <laughs> But I just love a good story, and yeah. these are there's so many of these good stories of the known shit. Right, there are great fucking stories. Um, to me, that's what's always drawn me to this shit. It's it's 
and get to learn a little bit about some crazy shit that happened in history, but it's mm-hmm. also an entertaining story. I just want to be entertained. That's it. Yeah. Bread and circuses, so. James. Anyways, I think we solved aliens. <laughs> uh, we solved them. Um, Benny, I want to thank you for coming on here again. And, you know, wow, this is a long clip. <laughs> that really, I need to edit that. Uh, what We got to have you back on. And what do you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I picked the last two. Um, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've, I've got a couple ideas. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we I think we might jump down the... Have, did I'll have to look on here. I don't know if we've done one on Skull and Bones. Would you be interested in doing one on Skull and Bones? Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, that would Sick. be great. Yeah, we should we should definitely dive into that. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we'll we'll deal with that later. Uh, Benny Holmes, okay. thank you for coming on. Uh, you've been a pleasure. We're out of here. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. This Benny, stay on. Benny, stay on. Totally legitimate business podcast. With your host, James Oliva. <laughs> Executive producers, Clint G and James Oliva. That's obnoxious. Sound design, mix, and master by James Oliva. Literally no one cares. For more Totally Legitimate Business, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Totally Legitimate Business or add us on TikTok at TLB Pod. When will this end? Thank you for listening. Now get back to work. Moving along, buddy. <laughs>